Hey everybody, welcome back to Rain City Supercars episode 32. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. Let's do this. <laughs> like that's your first one. It's Rainier night here at uh, Rain City Supercars. It's like 7 a.m. This is breakfast. Oh, I was supposed to eat breakfast? <laughs> this is going to get fun. This explains why my ADHD doctor doesn't like me real well. <laughs> what are you eating? You mean drinking? No, eating. Yeah, drinking. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. There's corn in it somewhere. There's, there's wheat, wheat somewhere corn, in there, right? I don't know. I, mean, what, what is yeah. it? I don't even know what Rainier's made of anymore. Just malt-flavored water. Liberal tears, I like to think. <laughs> We don't take a political stance on this show. <laughs> just Nick. I didn't I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just said that there's a lot of those around here, so you can get them. Isn't this French now? <laughs> um, I think, truthfully, uh, it's it's the same. Paps Blue Ribbon owns them and Olympia. And huh. the only reason I, I know that for sure is because when you go in, an uh, 18-pack of Paps and 18-pack of Rainier is the same price. <laughs> I wonder if, like, Paps Blue Ribbon, was that, like, the one year there wasn't any other beer on the market? Or how did that come you, about? I, I wonder if it tasted like that back when they won the ribbon back in 1492 or whatever. <laughs> back when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. We don't celebrate Columbus Day. It's okay. I didn't say anything about Columbus Day. Anyway. That's an atrocity, Dan. That's what atrocity, I anyway. tell you. Yes. It's episode 32, Dan. It's like we have a topic or something. We do? <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> In this episode, we have got a guest with us today. We've got somebody you probably all know, and that's John Clevin from Metropolitan Detail, owner of Metropolitan Detail. Welcome to the show. We're Thank sorry. Thank you very much. We're sorry already. You'll pay for this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, could you do the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mr. Burns meme. I can just see it. So, John, a lot of guys, obviously a lot of guys in the car industry around here know Metropolitan Detail, but they don't necessarily know you. I mean, you and I have laughed about the fact that we've known each other for years, but, I mean, we barely knew what each other looked like. We just knew we existed in the same space. So You're comments. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I'm Common an avid story. car guy, and I've been a car guy for a long time, so uh, ask away. <laughs> well, yeah, so every I think... I knew your Porsche before I knew it was yours. I knew you before that from the motorcycle industry, like through everybody I know in the motorcycle industry, because you know the Tim and the guys from BBI. Yep. And so that's this, the motorcycle world and the small and the car world are all a small world. They're all very connected. Yeah. Everybody seems to cross paths. Like once they get tired of crashing on the road, they go crash in cars, and that's how we end up there. I wonder what I'll do when I retire. Probably. <laughs> Crash wheelchair. I'm like, what am I going to crash then? <laughs> but, we all know how to, like, you can do javelin, not javelin, but uh, what is it? Where you run at each other with sticks? Jousting. Um, jousting. Jousting. Wheelchair jousting. Oh, we're so doing that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe not when we retire, but maybe next week. We're not going to be able to retire. <laughs> so anyway, most people know your Porsche, even if they don't know you, because you have the most perfect 996 turbo around anywhere. Literally. I mean, that's not even a like statement of opinion. That's just fact. I don't think I've ever seen a nicer 996 Turbo. Well, thank you very much. I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty privileged to own it. Uh, it's, uh, I bought it from one of my really good customers. We've maintained it for many, many years. And kind of a neat story behind that is he had a list of people who wanted to buy that car. And he was moving out of state. And he knew <clears throat> that I wanted to buy that car real bad. And I told him that, I would love to buy it, but I'm not financially in a position to buy it at this time. And he said, you know what? I'm going to hold it, hold on to it for you until you're ready. And so he actually left that car at my shop and he moved away to California 
And a couple months later, he got a phone call. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to I'm ready to do this. That's the best sales technique I've ever seen. Here, I, I'm going to hold it for you, and I'm going to put it right in front of your office where you can look at it every day. <laughs> so when, when you're sitting there thinking, maybe I'll take lunch off, but no, you won't. No, <laughs> you want this, that car. This is just <laughs> yeah. a, a good-hearted, uh, awesome car guy who who knew that that was uh, the car that I wanted, and he knew that uh, it would be well taken care of and he wouldn't have any regrets selling it to me, so. Nice, that says a lot about your business too. And uh, again, I feel like I should put in a disclaimer every time we have a guest on that has a business, but we are not sponsored or being paid by Metropolitan Detail in any way. In any way, we just think John's a great car guy and we'd love running him at Exotics. Yeah, we had to give him go. beer. You'd think he would have right? shown up with beer. Technically, I think we paid him. Bottle but, of wax, or, I don't, I'm just, whatever, never mind. <laughs> just give me something. Not, not for a car, just a bottle of wax. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you guys have been, you are well known and have been well known as kind of like, okay, if you want it done right the first time, no cut corners, perfect. You go see Metropolitan. There's, we are privileged in this area to have a lot of good detail shops, but you guys kind of has, have set the standard. You really have. I've, even amongst other detailer shops, like they like you guys, they respect you guys, you have a good working relationship. I and mean, we have friends that own other detail shops. My friends Seth and Scotty own APC in Woodenville. Um, but you guys really do set the bar. Uh, and you've been doing it for a long time. It was uh, it was really the intention from the beginning. So uh, it's an industry that I've been in for a long time. Uh, my business partner Benjamin, um, when we opened Metropolitan Detail, it was to change how things were done, and we weren't satisfied with the two hundred dollar full car detail that was out there. And we actually opened our business in two thousand six on Highway ninety nine, and we had about an eighteen hundred square foot shop, and we put everything we could together. We, I, I, I had a Jaguar XJ12 at the time, and I actually it was paid off. But I took a reverse bank loan on it. Uh, we maxed out some credit cards, and we had this dumpy little detail shop on Highway 99. And I'd say one, two, three years into it, we had Lamborghinis and Ferraris parked outside Highway Highway 99 at our detail shop. That says a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think the people in Linwood, you know, were like, "Holy crap! Who are these guys? Like, why why is there a Carrera GT in we Linwood?" Have another on drug 99? dealer on Highway 99. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we just blended in. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't we didn't exactly blend in, sure. but we. Uh, I mean, we we've never put a bunch of money in advertising things like that, but we really just pride ourselves on you know doing a good job and. Um, retaining customers, taking care of them, and you know, being there to help people out. So, yeah, I and mean, that's one of those things I tell everybody. Uh, we we are lucky to have those interactions with a lot of people with crazy nice cars, and we always tell them, okay, if you're at this level and you want your car done right and you want to worry about it, you send it to Metropolitan. That's the only people I would send it to if I had your car. And it's not to say anything bad about anybody else. It's just. I know the results are consistently amazing. <laughs> so, well, I, we we appreciate it. We work we work hard at it, and we appreciate that. Unless that you feedback. want him to wrap a drone, just <laughs> yeah, that's right. We couldn't wrap a that's drone. That's the one thing I stumped him on. I took him. I took a drone in there, and they tried so hard. I didn't inspire one, and they, I just met colleague. We, we tried. It's and you know you know what it was they could have done it, but it wouldn't have been to their standards, and therefore, and ironically. It would have two weeks later ended up in the bottom of Lake Washington, so not many people would have seen it. But uh, <laughs> that's another story for another time. But yeah. No, so, you... what made you get into the detail market at all? 
Like what drove you to that? So actually my, uh, one of my first car jobs was, uh, working at a Ford dealer and I was a lot attendant, eventually moved up to a detailer and actually on my shortly after t- turning 18, I actually bought my first 911. So I bought a 77 911 S from Park Place. Wow. And it was $13,900. And it was like 350 bucks a month at 18 years old. And I hadn't graduated high school yet. But I had the credit to buy the car. And so I bought the car. And Butch, one of the owners of Park Place, yeah, saw yeah. me come in there buying a 911. And... He's like, holy cow, you, you have to work here. Because you, I mean, what are you doing? Where do you work? I said, I work at a Ford dealer. And he's like, no, you you don't work at a Ford dealer. You need to work at Park Place. And so, Who knew uh, buying a Porsche could get you a job? No kidding. Well, <laughs> This is a cool story. Well, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, most 18-year-old kids, they're not thinking about buying a 21-year-old 911, right? Yeah. They're, they want the newest and greatest or whatever it is. And and actually quite a lot more expensive than my $13,000 Porsche. But I went in there and bought that car. I got a job. I was a lot of tenant for them for probably about a year and a half. And then I became a detailer and detail manager. I ran the detail shop. And then a few years later, um, I ended up being a service advisor at a car dealer. And at that dealership, it was Carter Subaru. I actually learned a lot about customer service, um, loaner cars. As you know, we have have free loaner cars. They have like 120 loaner cars. Wow. So they have a huge fleet of them. And I figured out, wow, these guys kind of really get it with the customer service thing and, and taking care of people and giving them a car to drive, making their life easy to have their car worked on. And so at that point, I, myself and Benjamin, um, we decided that we're going to open a detail shop. So he was actually going to Wazoo. His father's a dentist and a really good dentist. And Benjamin built Bridge and Crown in his lab. So he had a, he had a, a dental lab in his, uh, in his uh, dentist office. And he was very, very skilled with that. So very, very... Uh, steady hands and really good at working at things under a microscope and so we decided hey you know what we're gonna open a shop benjamin said after four years he's not going to dental school it's just he's done with it right you know it's a good backup plan like if they're detailing a car and somebody knocks your teeth out if you do it wrong yeah ben could have fixed it yeah (laughs) i mean you know so you gotta look at it like (laughs) that's called a good backup plan (laughs) so he said instead of uh you know instead of being a dentist i'm just gonna wash cars so, <laughs> I bet so, that was an interesting conversation to have yeah. with one's father. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, guess what I'm not going to do? Yeah. <laughs> the easy wow. road. So, yeah. anyway, so we ended up opening this shop in, in Linwood, and, and we were uh, quite slow in the beginning. I, In fact, I used to walk Highway 99 up and down, and I would just go into car dealerships looking for business. And our first account was working with Linwood Mercedes. And oh, they were, nice. And they're they were, good. They're good guys. We've worked with them when we used to do the Chateau Saint Michel show. Yeah, which yeah. It's funny enough because that is their uh, that's their territory. Woodenville is their territory of all things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, they they have a they run a great show there. 
John Halada, the owner, is fantastic, and he, um, you know, he's pretty much there for every every car deal that happens ever at Linwood Mercedes. So great guy. Well, like you were talking about customer service. I mean, yep. You know, you know he's going to be there, and yeah. yeah it's funny. I, the worst car I ever owned was that C63 AMG, hands down. The worst car I've ever owned in my life, and that, I owned an RX7, so that's saying a lot. That was the one that decided to just stop driving on the freeway. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. One of many times it just decided to not start that day or not drive that day. Sure. It would have been better on fire than running. It would have been more consistent, but. Uh, I took it. It was still under warranty. It spent more time in the shop than me driving it the year I owned it. Literally, it was in the shop longer than the time I had it in my possession. At least you had a warranty. Wow. Yeah. But luckily, the guys at Lemon Mercedes were fantastic because they went every extra mile to find every stupid thing wrong with this car. You would have think it was just like whoever built that thing was just drunk the entire time. But <laughs> the Germans do not get drunk. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Prost. Yeah. We were at a German bar yeah. Saturday. Yeah, nice. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, shout out to those guys. They took really, really care of me there. Nice. And I feel sorry for them still. For no, I had my no car. idea that you guys started up, up there. Yeah. Like, I mean, yep. ever yep. since I've known you, you've been you've Bell been Red Road. Yeah. Bell Red Road. Yeah. So we actually moved there in 2011. And that was, uh, you know, definitely a, a scary thing to do. So Bellevue rent is a little bit higher than Highway 99. Big move, yeah. Just, just slightly. And uh, But you got to go where your audience is. We got to go where the audience is. Yep. And that, that's what was happening. So we had, you know, really high-line cars driving to us in Linwood on Highway 99. And if they're willing to make that drive, we figured, you know what, there's, there's probably a couple more of these around. Sure. And they're... You know. And you're a lot closer to all the dealerships in downtown Bellevue in that area. Yep. So, and your old job at Park Place. Yep, and, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But now I've seen from your feed Ford GTs, the new ones. I've seen McLarens. I've seen everything under the sun on the east side at your shop. So that should say something. I want to go down the rabbit hole of how terrible are we with our washing our own cars? I really want to know this, actually. Well, that's, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Go Let's ahead. take a quick break, and then we'll get back to that, because this is going to be a fun topic to feel bad about. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars, get your first session free. Welcome back to Rain City Supercars. Rainier City Supercars? Part, oh, part, that's a good one. I like it. second beer. Uh, <laughs> John, uh, before the break, we, we, we kind of talked about where Metropolitan Detail has come from. Um, like I said, I was telling you, I always thought that you had come from a different genre in life and had then you know taken your passion for cars and kind of come in there. But it's, it's very interesting. You guys, like you said, you've been at the Bellevue location since 2011. Dan wants to talk about you know how you properly wash a car. And, and I'm putting it off because I know I'm going to like regret that conversation. But <laughs> right. Can you tell our listeners, I mean, from a, from a marketing standpoint, how did you go out? I mean, you were walking up and down 99, but that had nothing to do with your business, right? I mean, that was your other business. You were out there selling, selling the John cakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, picking up what you're putting down. A, bu- a buff and wax, but it yeah. had nothing to do with the car. <laughs> 20 yeah. bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. It's yeah. Linwood. <laughs> but I mean, you really, you really took over the exotic car world and, and the, and the, and the luxury market here and the fact that, I mean, everybody in the world knows if you own a Porsche here that you take it to you. I mean, that's the way it's done. That's, that's kind of what we're, uh, what we're still, you know, that's, that's our goal. That's what we're trying to do. If you want it done right. And, and you don't, you understand that it takes time and it takes money to do a good job, then bring it to us. And the thing is, 
when someone wants a $200 or $300 detail for a full detail, you know, to run a business, you can't run at, you know, $50 an hour not or $40 here. No, an hour. No, that's not how that's not, the times have changed. Yeah. Times have changed. That's not real. So we understand that we, we tell our customers all the time, like it's going to cost money to detail your car. And a lot of people walk away. They're like, you know what? I'm just not willing to spend that. And I totally understand. I'm going to say this on the record. <clears throat> I was one of those people and I regret it to this day. <laughs> I had them quote to do the Maserati initially. And, um, we obviously that was a kind of a group decision and it, we came out. To, I regret it to this day because eventually the car is going to have to be repainted because, the, and I not only went stupid, I went crazy stupid and went to that dumbass detail shop across. You know who I'm talking. <laughs> Let's not get sued. All right. Already. He went somewhere else and they didn't do a proper job also didn't do a good job of my vet. Thank you, lawyer Dan. You were right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. And <laughs> plausible deniability. No. Yeah. It, I, I really can't. I, pay I, an hour, pay later. That's how it goes, right? It oh, kind of is. Lucky uh, we, we run into cars all the time with uh, cut paint, burn paint, all kinds of issues that people don't really realize that can happen if you improperly protect your car. Uh, you do it in proper detail. You can actually cause damage to your car, to the finish of the paint, uh, to the gaskets and moldings and all kinds of things. Uh, a lot of safety precautions are not taken by a lot of shops. Well, that and I mean, you, you know, I'll, I'll use probably a good example of cars that we have in, in, the, in this area. The F50. I mean, Ferrari saved weight on the paint to the point where you can see the carbon fiber weave. So if you don't do one of those right, you got a real problem. Like, I mean... It, it, it's the depth of paints and things like that, 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 you know, you can really, this is why I try not to touch my car. Like I, I do minor stuff, but I'll hand wash and that's kind of where it ends, except on the cruiser where I don't really care because it's got more scratches than paint. Oh yeah. You're totally a, you're a, you're a brown bear for that. I know that. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. That, that thing goes yeah. through. I'm like, can I fit through there? Maybe. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but in that, in the case of like actually caring about your car, yeah, I've seen a lot of cars come in, and like you were talking about the moldings where they'll buff over the line, and you've all of a sudden got scratchings all in your moldings. Like, you, see, you pay now or you pay later. You're going to do it right, or you're going to do it twice, or do corrective work afterwards. And we, we've made our fair share of mistakes. You know, being in business for 12 years, uh, you know, things happen. But you know what? We pay for it. We fix it. We make the customer happy, and we go above and beyond. And when they leave, they are very thankful that that we did that, that we went above and beyond. They didn't just get their car back, uh, you know, with whatever repaired a, a doording or whatever. They got more than that. They, they, they left with a, a detailed car or, or whatever it is. You know, we, we want to make sure everyone's taken care of. We, d we don't want bad people, you know, putting bad PR out there like we're doing bad work or anything. We just want to make sure that everyone's uh, a happy customer. All right, so let's just, I mean, and before we get too deep in this, give us a list of what Metropolitan Detail does as far as the, the services you guys offer. So one of our, definitely our expertise would be installation of paint protection film, as you know, clear bra, uh, also window tinting, uh, paint correction, which is uh, intensive polishing, removing swirl marks and scratches, things like that, wet sanding, application of ceramic coatings, windshield protection films, um, a, a whole list of uh, nano coatings for pretty much every surface on your and car. And you detail cars. <laughs> and we detail cars. <laughs> and you detail cars. Yeah. But, but, but it's just such a vague term these days. Mm -hmm. So when people say car detailing, they think, 
you know, it's a, you know, a, pot, a pot of wax. Uh, they don't even think that detailing is a clay bar. And sometimes people ask us for a $50 detail, you know, they're like, no, it's not they're a like, detail. That's, that's a, a wash. That's a wash. Yeah. yeah. That is not a detail. And you walk out with a microfiber and just rub it over one body panel. $50. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's go through what Dan and I do to wash cars. And then you can look at us and shake your head and tell us what idiots we are for the fact that right off the bat, we try. We always have two buckets. Yeah, it depends on the With car. With grit guards. Well, yeah. I'm, but we'll talk about the, the, when washing the vet, washing the Maserati, washing the Triumph. And I mean, yeah, we do best, our case best. best case scenario. Best case scenario. Yeah, two bucket okay. wash. Yeah. So we got you got the two bucket wash in mind. This is the, the stereotypical two bucket wash. Got the grit guards. You know, you're dipping your you're soap in one bucket. You know, we we use a foam gun before wash from the top down. You know, make sure you know make sure all the bugs come off and you know. And the wheels separate. Yep. Oh, you do the wheels? No. <laughs> how would you, how do you wash your car? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, you've done a close to a million car washes in your life, so you probably get pretty good at it. Yeah, that, that's true. And and you're, you're on, definitely on the right track. We do have different cleaners for wheels, for bugs, and things like that that are also used during this process. Um, when you're washing a car with a ceramic coating, uh, as I'm sure you guys have heard that ceramic coatings are, are kind of the new way to protect the vehicle rather than car waxing. Uh, it's important that one, you're doing your two bucket wash, but you're not doing, um, you're not using a, a soap that has waxes or sealants or silicones or anything like that in it. So when you have a ceramic coating applied on a car and you put, use a wash and wax, uh, it's basically just clogging the surface because you have this high performance nano ceramic coating on the paint and you're washing it with something that's leaving a residue that a car wax really isn't very high performance. And so you want to make sure that you're using a proper cleaner that is cleaning the surface really, really well. So Do we use that type of soap, Dan? We, none of us have ceramic pro, so I'm using just I the... you had ceramic pro on the... Not on the bat, I just have oh. Expel. Expel, okay. Yeah, um, which I'm actually not that happy with. But anyway. Um, I know a guy. Yeah, like, right? No, I use Chemical Guys Wash and Wax. They're, I can't remember the name. It smells like grapes, though. I love it. Yeah, that's well, That's, that's, <laughs> that's what you want to go for in a product is yeah. how it smells. Does yeah. it smell like grapes? Who, oh, yeah, who cares it. if it yeah, takes off it. the car? It smells yeah. like grape. It's good for the environment. It stripped the paint off, but it smelled so good when it was doing it. <laughs> I mix mine with, uh, I have the, just not the pressure washer attachment, the hose attachment uh, spray gun, the foam gun. Yeah, the foam so, master, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, so I spray it really spray it well, really well down with water to get kind of the heavy stuff off, just kind of get all the dust off. Then I spray it down with the, the foam gun. Then I wash it top down. You got to be careful with those foam guns because if they're on the wrong setting, you waste a lot of so. <laughs> you do. And also, after you foam a car, you actually want to rinse it and then you want to wash it. Really? Yeah. So you actually want gravity to do some of the work for you. So you foam the car down and you want it that to kind of just dwell. And you'll notice it kind of dripping off the car. And then if you have a pressure washer, it's ideal. Then you want to rinse it off, get that dirt off. And, and then you foam mitt it? And no, then you would just wash it. Just, yeah, with a, like a mitt. Like yeah, a, with, soap, a wash with mitt. soap water and, and mitt. Wash exactly. Okay. Yeah, so you, you don't foam the car and then wash it while it's sitting in foam. So well, I've been you, doing that wrong. Yes. <laughs> so you want to. Well, I haven't. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, I, haven't. I can yeah, tell. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to rinse it off. That way, you're not washing a really dirty car. So what I tell people the best maintenance, it's not even in so much the te- technique. 
it's more about washing your car frequently. So you, you want to wash your car ideally like once a week. You know, if you're washing your car once a month, you're kind of better off driving through a car wash once a week. Huh. Yeah, well, so, I'm good at that. I wash mine probably twice a week at least. I mean, on yeah. the, the seasons that I'm driving it a lot. No, not, I don't have no a driveway of... to wash it in. I'm working on that. But uh... Nick comes to my house once a week. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. But, but <laughs> not for lot... washing. I mean, well. But... <laughs> for something. He gets yeah, exactly. A lot of people, uh, you know, they spend money on a good detail. You know, we put a ceramic coating on the car. And unfortunately, from that point on, it's hard to train them to maintain it properly. And so I always tell people that if you're going to hand wash your car once a month, it's almost better to go through a car wash once a week because you're not washing a car that's filthy dirty. And if you're going to go through all the steps of doing the, the two bucket wash and the foam can and all that kind of stuff, that all is very helpful. But if you drive your car in December in Seattle and it's raining and it's dirt and grime all over the roads and everything's everything's getting picked up and you you don't wash it for a month yeah you're gonna scratch it do you not have ceramic pro on the on the, the wheels of the vet no i don't have anything on the vet the i've got carbon ceramic brakes so they don't barely get any brake dust as it is and i'll be i'll totally admit that i'm that guy oh wow you got the z07 package where do you get that I'm like because i hate washing my wheels that's it that is the only reason i have carbon ceramic brakes on my car they look when, cool when and they don't have to wash wheels, there's so much darkness that just look i'm going oh it's so nasty but um when i had some ceramic pro stuff put on the wheels of the maserati and i'll tell you it makes it makes you not think about the wheels because you spray it off and everything comes off and you don't you don't really think about like going in there and actually cleaning the wheels yep. i mean and I, I'm sure by the, now the reason it's not sticking as well is because the, some of the soaps I've used have probably waxes and things like that in them. And Yep, probably so. I preach that so. stuff to everybody. If you, if you have a car without ceramic brakes, or even if you do, really, I mean, if you have the cash, get the ceramic pro if anywhere on the wheels. Because yep. that's what gets just abused, especially anything German. Yep. they got those TUV-rated pads, and they just turn different colors every day you drive it. Yep, ceramic coatings uh, make life easy, that's for sure. I always yeah. used to love those wheel products. You spray them on, and then they change color. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that stuff when it first came out. You sprayed it, and then when it reacted with the brake dust, it turned like pink purple, or purple. purple. Or yeah, or, yeah. That's, that, that's what we use every single day. So it actually, uh, it's a reaction with iron oxide that's in the brake pads. Ah. And so it's actually an iron remover. And well, I was just going to say how stupid of a gag that is, but apparently it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So those, that, those are the best wheel cleaners on the market. Uh, we don't use any acid wheel cleaners or anything like that that can damage your brakes and hardware and everything else. So Yeah, especially if you have aluminum hats on anything. If you use an acid-based brake cleaner on a brake setup that has aluminum hats, it'll just immediately oxidize it. It can't yep. be fixed. You have to take yep. it off and replace it or get them like literally uh, re-anodized. Sandblasted yeah. or what do you, you do? No, you, know, you have to take off, take apart the brakes and re-anodize the center section if you do it wrong. Wow. Like it is a nightmare. It corrodes them. You know, yeah. it's a form of corrosion. It's not rust like you'd see on steel, but it's a form of corrosion on aluminum. Yep. Oh, that red stuff is rust. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, that's rust. Don't cheap you out on the that. rotors. You can get them coated I'm starting now. to see some of that on my joints. Um, <laughs> I don't shower a lot. It's, it's you know. I figured. Man, I have that Mickey Mantle gene, or whatever the hell they say. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. So we're on the same page. <laughs> so let's go to the next topic. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> so you have the blue 996 turbo right now, and you have a 930 turbo? No, I have a 76 911 that's a race car. So oh. it's full track ready 
full cage, um, reservoir shocks, big reds. This is the brown okay. one, right? No, it's black. Oh, so you have three Porsche nine. Yeah, it's kind of a problem. And then I have—that's the opposite of a problem. I just have there. a visual of him sitting in the race car, like not really racing it, but just sitting in there, like. That's kind of what's pretty been much happening. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't had time to race it. So. Damn it, honey! I'm in my race car. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Strap a monitor to the hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much sums it up. Play Forza in there. There was a guy that did that with an Aventador. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I have that, and I have my eighty-one nine eleven. Um, really neat story behind that car. Yeah. So I bought that at twenty-one years old. And believe it or not, at 21 years old, this is kind of This how, is the brown one? The we, brown one, okay. yeah. So this is kind of how crazy I am. So this is actually my, that was my third Porsche at 21. <laughs> so I bought that and I owned it for about three years and I loved that car. And then for whatever reason, I don't know if I fell out of love with it or whatever. I bought a motorcycle, which was a bad decision. Um, oh, it was, it was 2001. I remember that year. Yeah. So. Baggy pants, Backstreet Boys. I get you. It's yeah, fine. okay. So anyway, so I sold that car. It actually went to, through three owners. And then a great guy in our Seattle uh, car community, Bong, who has the uh, Red beautiful RWB, RWB car. Yeah, he ended great up, guy. Yeah, great guy. He ended up buying that car before I was able to buy it. And he drove it by my shop. And I told him, wow, this is my old car. I, I've been looking for this car. And he said, oh, I'm going to RWB it. <laughs> and I said, please don't do that. And <laughs> he sold it to me, you know, which, which he still regrets to this day because he wants it back. But <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, very generous of him. So he sold it back to me. And then he bought a 964, which is kind of the proper RWB car. And I've had that car ever since. And I plan to never get rid of it. So it's a pretty special car. Great That's family great. car. Great, right. yeah. Great family car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You're like, I told you not to grow. You got to fit in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy loves you. Be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you have the what, the three Porsches now, and yep. what's your family daily driver? You you could call it a family car for sure. It's a Fiat 500 Abarth. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a family car. My wife has a minivan. But uh, the Abarth is you a make great... Make your poor wife drive a booger barge? That's horrible. Uh, you know what? I was totally against it. And then she got it. And I'm like, you know what? Well, you're right. You have three kids, right? Four kids. Four kids, yeah. yeah. It kind of crossed Damn, that line. Damn, you're a fertile mother. Yeah, well, we actually had two at once. <laughs> yeah, so, so you had twins. That still counts as two. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's just extra pregnant at the time. Yeah. <laughs> extra <So>. pregnant. <laughs> You've been punched a lot, haven't yeah. you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Slaps a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you don't have a lot of options when you have twins and you have two other kids already. Like, no, you, convenience is number one. So basically, I have four cars that basically seat two people each. <laughs> yeah. So I think you might be a mastermind genius. Possible. I'll go with dad. No, it's okay. Dad will go by himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ride with mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's cool. So what do you, what is your dream car though? Since you've had That's, so many in your shop. Um, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for obviously 911s. Yeah. So probably a 73 Carrera RS would be my my dream car. Did I you love see, Did you see the one with the surfboard? No, I didn't. Oh man. German car day, there was a there was a Carrera RS with a surfboard rack. Wow. And a surfboard on the roof. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about still in the show. I've got photos of it somewhere. That's one of the most just cool factor through the roof. Like you've already got an RS. Yeah. Like, and then you bring the surfboard on it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's badass. Wow. I mean, do we have that photo that we were looking for from from Porsche Day of the license plate frame? Oh, yeah. I'll have to post that, like, without commentary. Yeah. Because it's one of those things. What does it say? Like, Nazi sled or something? Yeah. Uh, German (laughs) slot car, Nazi sled or something. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, like, where I was walking through, and I took several people, and I'm like, does that say what I think it says? (laughs) I don't remember spelling that word as a child or being told not to. So, yeah, yeah. I met the owner. He didn't. Yeah, he loved it. He yeah, he didn't. didn't. He didn't bat an eye. I talked to him. No, too. he didn't yeah, bat an eye. So. Okay, so okay. I'm going to challenge you here. Okay, you can't have a Porsche. Oh yeah. Oh wow. If you couldn't drive a Porsche, what would you drive? That's a really difficult question. Well, some jerk I know just took my dream car up to his house and traded in his other car. Yeah. So a certain I, I really like the ACR Viper. Again, a two-person two car. I, I don't know. That's oh, the epitome I of function. Ha- I don't have a good answer for you. That's an epitome of function car right there. What's that, that was the, the ACR. That's what that's what drew me to it. Uh, I almost bought an ACR before I bought my Z06. And yeah. I still love that car. It was it was a fantastic car to drive. But it had one mode and one mode only, and that was go as fast as possible. Yeah. Anything else, it felt like a clumsy like it, it felt broken almost like you try and drive it around town and you're like this is just stupid yeah like i can't drive over anything i'm terrified of any driveways i look at because i mean there's no lift on that thing no which is the thing has an adjustable carbon front splitter and no lift like yeah. the first speed bump you hit well there went five grand yeah or whatever it is it's, there's not a lot of speed bumps on racetracks gentlemen i'm just gonna say it that yeah. car's not built for the street exactly it's a one trick okay. pony it's, and it, it does that one trick Better than almost anything out there. And for the money, it does it better than anything out there. rest yeah. of us are multiple trick It's very purpose-built. Yeah. For sure. So, and I have, I have a question for you. And you're the only person I know that would have the opportunity to actually sit in this car. I don't think you drove. The Ford GT. Have you, been, have you had a chance to sit in that car? Yeah, I sat in it many times. Uh, I drove it around the parking lot. Comfortable? I, I mean, yes, very comfortable. It's is, a great is it like the LaFerrari where the, the, the seats are, are in one place and the pedal box moves? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's very comfortable. The ergonomics are fantastic. Ford nailed it on that. That would, I mean, maybe that would be the the car if I couldn't have a Porsche. I would just have to sell my four children and <laughs> and then maybe Ford would choose you to have one. I was, I was yeah, looking maybe. at. I don't know who who posted photos of it. It was the owner of you guys, but like when he had taken delivery of that car and it came to you guys, I'm sitting in your parking lot, and it looked like it'd been on an open trailer for like six years through the, a snowstorm. It just took a while for us to actually be able to work on it. So he dropped he dropped it off. No, but I thought it was dirty when it got there. Like some us we had no, multiple, no oh, okay. it actually it wasn't that dirty. Oh, okay. But that's wrong. He dropped it off when he got it. Yeah. But we told him like, uh, we really don't have time to work on it yet. So unfortunately, and we're gonna have to figure out a clear bra for it because nobody has them yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, quite a difficult car to do the film. But it was also, you know, we were, we were slammed. We are busy. So we couldn't just, at the drop of a hat, do a clear brown Ford GT. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. no kidding. Of all cars, that's not something you want to be like, yeah, we'll fit it in and just you make could, it work. No. Yeah, no. And, and that's something to bring up about Metropolitan. You guys did the whole car. Not only did the, did the whole car, all the paint on the car, but we also wrapped the entire underside of the car. Wow. So it's fully carbon fiber. All the panels underneath, every panel underneath was wrapped. Makes sense. I've actually seen so. the underside of a Ford GT, and, and I understand why you do that. I mean, yeah. It would, I mean, I would do that to that, or I was looking at a, uh, 
my favorite spec. Uh, there's there's a famous YouTuber called Solomondrin, and he took delivery of a car for his buddy today that is a British Racing Green Performante with gold Ooh. wheels. Ooh. It is the most beautiful spec I've ever seen. Like, and you know me, I'm a big Verde Ethica, Verde Mantis, you know. Yeah. But this is, if, I mean, and they had wrapped the underside, even all, and they were talking about wrapping around the active, that what is what's Lamborghini's new word for their active arrow, the ala, or uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Spoiler, you're talking about. I don't remember the yeah, name of it. Is. Spoiler. Wow. Technical term there from the detailers. Yeah. yeah. The wrap, wing thingy. Needs the wing to be thingy. Wrapped. No, this is the, like the flaps that open on the I bottom. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 So. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I said, you're the only guy I know that has, has come close to that. I mean, I've seen the car, obviously, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys had intimate knowledge of it. And, you know. Oh, yeah. And I get a kick out of it. Like, McLarens are one or something that, that, that this is a new fad on, and the, the Ford GTs and the, and the LaFerraris is. You've got this piece of, of, of painted surface on the car, which is on the bo- below the door. And when the doors are up, you really see it, like on the McLarens and stuff like that and on the Ford GTs. But when they're closed, it's underneath, and, and you're really getting serious rocks and stuff like that. And that's it's a new part of, of the technology with these butterfly doors that you don't think about. And, that you know, you talk about wrapping the underside of the car. That's one of the major points. It's like, well, yeah, this is sitting behind the wheels, <laughs> yeah. just waiting to be eaten. Do you follow bad clear bras on Instagram? Yes, I do. That's one of my favorite I follow bad Instagram bras pages. on Instagram. Is that different? Slightly. Uh, it might be the same. I wish some of them were clear. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's lonely. Anyway, Nick's so subject. about bad clear bras. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite things is there's a there's an Instagram page called Bad Clear Bras that shows the hack work that goes into and even really nice cars where it's like they've been cut onto the paint or the gap between like the badge and the clear bras like a half an inch yeah it's not good and i'll tell you guys from experience on my z06 is if you if you wrap a car poorly and you don't get your gaps right what happens is you get like this tron outline effect of black residue where the clear bar over time will shrink back a little bit and all that dirt just gets trapped around every single edge around your entire car and it is so maddening especially so, in a white car especially on a white car one of the things, uh, so at a previous Exotics, I called you over because uh, a guy I met on one of the May drives has a new NSX, and he was looking at additional coverage, and I was like, well, I could talk you through it, and I was like, wait a minute, John's here today, hold on, <laughs> so I brought you over, and it was interesting to hear you talk about the doors on that, uh, which I had never considered, um, so just, I'll let you tell the story because it's kind of interesting how the NSX doors work and why you wrap it the way you do, but this is a good example of why some things cost more money and why you're not getting ripped off when you pay more. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, what makes a clear bra look really nice because the, the, the materials themselves are very clear. Uh, you don't really notice them. No car. Clear bras are clear. <laughs> yeah. That, that's wow. the idea. Well, they can be mat. Thanks. Yeah. So, but what you see on them is seams. And so when we wrap any door on any car, we're taking the interior door panel off. So we can take off the mirror and we can take off the door handle. And that way we can put the film underneath uh, and wrap it into the door handle area. And so that you don't have seams everywhere. And so that makes a huge difference. If you wrap a mirror, you can't, you know, punch a small hole in it and then stretch it over the mirror and expect to have a nice fit around the, uh, the mirror post or something like that. So people just put a seam and they go the seam from the mirror to the side of the door, the top of the door, whatever. From the window to the wall. Nope. Something Did the like, seam run down my mirror? Nope. Some, something Why like that. Why are you that. staring at me like that? 
I was hired for my entertainment value. You should be used to this look of disapproval. <laughs> but that's just not how we do it. And it's not necessarily that it's wrong. It's just that we don't do it that way. And if you ask us to do it that way, we don't do it that way. So if you want it that way, just go somewhere else. Sorry. You know, because we only are going to do it. And I like how he it. looked at me when he said that. Like, sorry. Well, we're, <laughs> we're only going to wrap it one way. And that's what we feel the is right the way. right way. Mm-hmm. You know? So when you get your quote back and you're wondering why things cost more money, it is not as simple as this guy gave me a better offer. It's a, it's a different process. And to this day, I think you're probably the only shop who has ever told me they will do it that way, actually. And I do ask because it's kind of our business to know what goes on in the car world. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it was, I, I, uh, I was very fascinated listening to that from a learning perspective. I was like, Oh, cause it's like all of a sudden the sticker shock is gone. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, it's not cheap to do, especially a car like that of that caliber. Right. Uh, and that's actually a really nice car. I love the new NSX, but man, I, I can see where the money is. We disagree on that. Yeah. And Nick is not a fan of the new NSX. Nope. I love the NSX. Nope. I think, I think it's, it's an abomin- abomination. Yeah, I think that they took too long to put it out. Um, I have I have several friends that um, one really good friend from a big part of Exotics in the past who has a a beautiful yellow uh, the last like uh, the last series two thousand two. I think it's two thousand two. I love that car. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's the Duke Nukem Forever of cars I for just, the geeks I out just, there. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Like they took too long, and I don't I don't th- I think they underdelivered. I, I I like the car, but they've just never been fast enough and. I feel like the price is too oh, much. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's a $100,000 car. Yeah. It's a $100,000 sell- car selling for one hundred and sixty, in my opinion. That was yeah. a Corvette. And there was a crappy Z. That was. Not, I was like, that is not a Corvette. That is a Z. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking out the window here, and a car caught our eyes. And I was like, is that? Yeah, yeah. That we, we heard, I heard the car, and I thought it was the Corvette. Then this crappy Z rolled by. And we're like, uh, that's why it sounds like crap. Anyway, so, yeah. Are you trying to say Corvettes sound like crap? No. It's my favorite car in my car. The crappy sound was from the uh-huh, Z yeah, so, with uh, the yeah, bad yeah. exhaust, and Zs sound good I, too. I, actually, I, I like a well a good exhaust on a Z. That that six sounds pretty good, but when you cheap on your exhaust, you can tell. Anyway, yep. What cars do you hate? Oh, what cars do I hate. Yeah, I mean, like not not necessarily from a business standpoint. Just like I said, my passion for my my lack of passion for hating the NSX. Yeah. What 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 car do you look look at on the market now and you go? Uh, doesn't work. Well, the obvious, the Toyota Prius. I mean, who doesn't hate a Toyota Prius? I found a Prius I like, and it was oh, the from, one with the Jay Leno's garage had a, yeah. a front mounted Hemi engine. It was a drag car. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think yep. that's uh, that's the right way. But uh, if you guys follow Left Lane Prius on oh, yes. Instagram yeah. and Facebook, <laughs> I think they're up to like five thousand likes or something like right now. Right now, so they well, are. Uh, I just think that you know you can make an electric car and make it pretty. Nissan Leaf, Toyota Prius. I think the problem with the Prius is not so much the car, it's the people who drive them. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of just get on the freeway and merge into the left lane. And, and then hit, the world goes away. Yeah, they hit like 58 miles an hour and set the cruise. And you're just like, what are you doing in the fast lane? That <laughs> bothers me. Still one of my favorite bumper stickers. I like to downshift so the Prius can taste my exhaust or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or the cool Prius said nobody Nobody ever yeah there was a guy in my garage when i worked at red west at microsoft who had that on his prius said cool prius nobody and i was like okay you're the one prius owner i like because you get it it's like i'm stuck in traffic all day i don't care like eh, okay not gonna lie i did not know about left lane prius i'm just following them on instagram we need to make a left lane subaru because that would be seattle too the first one that comes up and is this a washington based instagram it is 
Oh, I'm not surprised. Because there's they've got one and they've they've highlighted the word that somebody put the word turbo on the back of and it's got a Washington plate on it. <laughs> well I like to think they're doing it as a joke. Washington Maybe. is the root of many driving problems, so Yes. That is for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, this is a good page. <laughs> All right. Left lane Prius on Instagram, everybody. Go check yeah. it out. All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, a bunch of new upcoming stuff that's pretty exciting for Metropolitan and the car community in general. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. And we're back. Um, I want to talk about kind of the future with you in Metropolitan Detail. And, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And um, you've got a couple of really neat things that, have, that, are, that are coming into the market here. Um, one is, and make, make sure I get the name right, Metropolitan Detail Express. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And tell me about this. <clears throat> so basically, what we found is that there is a need for hand wash maintenance services, and there's not really a lot of people doing it the right way. Uh, going back to what we were talking about, the two bucket hand wash and foam can and and all this kinds of stuff, uh, car soaps without waxes in them, so no no wash and wax. Um, these kinds of products are important. Uh, the people who spend money on getting their car paint corrected and ceramic coating, uh, they want to make sure that they can maintain it properly using the right products, um, usually from the brand of the manufacturer of the ceramic coating. You know, sure. so, so that's what we're providing. And it was the case that people would call us in the summertime and they'd ask for a car wash and we were, well, like a month out, six weeks sometimes for a wow. car wash. Which to me, you're is, just pushing people to brown bear. You're just pushing them there, buddy. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's horrible. You know, it's it's not providing a good service to my clientele by doing that. So, what we found was an opportunity to open a express car wash at Redmond Town Center, which is very convenient. Now, where is that at? I've never heard of that. Uh, is that uh... <laughs> so? Redmond is just east of Bellevue. <gasps> So oh, small got, companies there. It's got that, that that new little startup, right? That new computer startup. Yeah, yeah the okay. Microsoft. The it Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, the Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. The name's still nice. being up in the air. Yeah. yeah. That's right. There's an incredible wash bay that you guys have underneath the... Uh, there's so many parking garages at Redmond Town Center. i got to get it, make sure it's... It's behind Center Square. Yep, it's in the north parking garage. North parking garage, yep. yes. It's right on 76th. And, you know, it's... Uh, we're, we're not a high volume. Um, you schedule online, metropolitandetailexpress.com. Make your appointment. Pay for it online. It's very, very simple. Um, that business is it's growing. It's expanding. Right now, we have just one guy working there, Rocky. Rocky's been with me for probably eight or nine years now. So he, he's, he's a long timer, and he loves kind of doing his own thing. He's, he's on his own. He's uh, doing all the hand washes. People love him. He's a great guy. He's living a rough life. I think I saw your Instagram post where one of your first cars was a red Performante. So he, he, yeah. it's, it's rough on Rocky. You know yeah. I mean, but so what you're saying is there's a washing, there's a washing place to get your car washed at Redmond Town Center. So there's really no excuse if you were in that area to go to a car show to be come in with a dirty car. Yeah, that's, Mark. That's correct. And wow. <laughs> For that reason, we open at 7 a.m. on oh, Saturday. Hey, okay, there you go. all right, so. that's good. 
Well, um, that's awesome, and I think that's a great thing. But that's not the biggest news that you you kind of have to. It's not well, I would say share with us, but it's it's not news. But um, you guys are getting a new shop. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be pretty spectacular. Probably the most thing. Yeah, I, I would say probably the most state of the art detail shop that's kind of been built. Um, we uh, designed every square inch of that place, and it's double the square footage of what we have now. And we have 19 lifts in our new shop. Wow! So everything goes up in the air. So but we can, we can rent one, Dan, and we can have bunk beds. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's a good plan. Well, no, no. I mean, before we get ahead of it, not only is it like going to be the st- most state of the art shop with 19 lifts and everything, you are in a partnership and in the parking lot with another one of our really good friends, Drivers Club. Yeah, which is uh, kind of a match made in heaven, I think. Right. So we're going to be able to take care of their uh, very, very nice cars, and uh, it kind of works really well. So they're, they're going to have storage for, I think, about 190, 196 cars. And oh, I was told 200. <laughs> I, I, have a feeling, I have a feeling that this is not going to be you know, a, a spot where beaters are parked. So we're talking about uh, high-level, high-caliber cars. And just the kind of stuff that we love working on, and it's going to be right next door. So uh, for us to be able to maintain those vehicles on a weekly or by the weekly basis, it's going to be uh, pretty incredible for both of us. The new shop is, if, if people don't know, is in Redmond. Uh, it's right near the new Costco. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the street. What's the street that's 185th. Right? 185th, yeah. It's not hard to find if you're r- driving by Costco and you're heading up towards the, the Redmond Fire Department there on 185th. It's very obvious where Drivers Club is going to be. And where you guys are going to be. I mean, uh, Dan and I were very lucky to have Amanda from Drivers Club, uh, the general manager, who we absolutely love, and is sitting on my couch drinking rosé. So she's making me say this. She's typing these out like a teleprompter on her iPad. I'm not saying that. I don't care what you say. Um, um, Amanda, you're married. How dare Amanda, you? how dare you? <laughs> After the podcast. <laughs> Andrew's going to Yeah, I, okay. I'm, just not afraid of, I'm not afraid of Willy Wonka, Andrew. <laughs> I can see him shaking his head at home um, many places. It's, it's going to be quite an interesting place. I mean, I, we had the opportunity, like I said, to, to have a little walkthrough tour. And like I wanted to move in before it had doors or walls. And it's just incredible what you guys are going to be doing. I mean, you're, really, you're going to have a heck of a wash bay there, plus the 19 lifts. And, I mean, it's going to be incredible. The lifts, are they just for clear bra install? Like, what was the thought behind all the lifts? I mean, obviously, it makes it easier to do that. But yeah, so actually, when uh, the foundation was poured, we made recessions for every lift. It's a uh, scissor lift, and so we actually have eight in the detail department. So every car that we detail, we're going to lift up in the air, and that makes it so my guys are not, you know, sitting on their knees, hurting their backs, polishing cars. And when we're polishing paint and decontaminating paint, removing tar and stuff like that from rocker panels. We just lift the car up in the air. So we're going to be able to clean the cars better, uh, much more efficiently, and we're going to have happier employees, which makes me happy because, you know, those guys work really, really hard to provide the best service that we can. And, you know, it is not an easy job. So detailing is not an easy buck. That is hard work to make your money. It is. Absolutely. It is hard work. And the expectation, you know, obviously is, is set very high. And so if we can make their job a little bit easier, uh, a little bit easier on their back and, you know, provide a, a better quality service for 
our customers. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. So, so we have eight in the detail bay. Uh, we have ten lifts in our film department, um, and that's for doing clear bras, of course, things like that. And then uh, we have a two-post lift in the wash bay. So that's going to enable us to detail undercarriages, you know, clean everything underneath. We can finally get our undercarriages covered. Pressure washing. Low settings. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. But anyway, so it, it's... You'll need the lift with me. Yeah. <laughs> you can just imagine bringing my cruiser in there and just clumps of dirt falling onto their floor. No, I mean, you know, me. I, I have a feeling that I'm in my 81911, when I finally clean the undercarriage of that thing, there's going to be clumps of dirt yeah. falling on the ground from 40 years ago. That so. just means you love the car and the people behind before you love the car. Yep. Gotta Nothing drive wrong them, with though. that. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Well, that's going to be incredible. And um, I'm... I can't wait. I We're going to post a bunch of photos as it comes along just because obviously we have good relationships with you and Drivers Club. But like, uh, it's one of those things that I have had people drive by Drivers Club in your facility and I told them how big it is and how impressive it is just to drive by. And then they messaged me and they're like, holy crap, I didn't think it was that big. Yeah. <laughs> Drivers Club's the size of a football field. Like, yeah, I mean, literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a Costco pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, guys may be big, you guys may be bigger than the Costco. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. sans parking lot, but yeah. facility, yeah, it's about the same size. <laughs> a lot more expensive inventory, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to. It's going to be a good time when you guys. You're not going to have chicken nuggets. Uh oh yeah, of course there'll be chicken. But nuggets. of course, well there's always chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the bag. We can so, microwave. Woohoo! Chicken but nuggets. I, but I, I really think that that's going to be kind of the center of a lot of automotive events. Oh, uh, totally. I was just we've been talking. About, we were talking about this uh, earlier today and yesterday too about just launch events there. It's gonna there's it's gonna change the game of the way dealers work around here. Yep. Whether they like it or not, because it's gonna set a new standard. Yep. The way Drivers Club is set up that if you launch a new car and you don't launch it there, you're not getting a very good reveal. Because no. there's no other facility that can accommodate that. Yeah. There's just it if you go somewhere else, your your customers are gonna be a little disappointed if you're launching the new McLaren or whatever. And it's like, well, we put it in the showroom. And they're like, yay. Yeah, not, not as impressive. This no. opinion does not express the direct uh, views of uh, Rain City Supercars. And Just me. Drivers Club and Metropolitan Detail are not a, an official sponsor. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited for you. It's going to be one heck of a facility, like I said, for our listeners. Uh, I know it sounds like, I, as I'm listening back through this, it does kind of sound like a sales pitch, but we are actually just legitimately impressed. Uh, as we've gone around, Nick and I have our foot in the door of a lot of industries around here. It's rare that we're impressed as we go down through Car Dan, Week and Monterey. Dan has his foot in the door. I have my foot in my mouth. But that's it's the same thing. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but no. as we've traveled around, Monterey, Scottsdale, stuff like that, we are fortunate enough to see a lot of cool stuff. And this is one of the coolest things we've ever seen. Well, I think, you know, and we've said this before, like, you're a friend of ours first. <laughs> you just happen to own Metropause in detail. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than that. But, I mean, and I, I'm sure there are people out there, and I hope this reaches them that don't know about you. I mean, there's there's always somebody. Um, sure. But get in the know, people. Jeez. <laughs> come to exotics you can see john and uh drivers club there pretty much every saturday we're around there they're around there so yeah, and happy seven, saturday yeah and happy 70th to porsche uh that was this is being recorded on monday the 11th and it was i think the 9th that it was the 70th anniversary of porsche yeah so yep yeah. cheers to them yep make sure you say, say it right it's two syllables porsche porsche, porsche is a two-syllable yeah. word yep squashed beetle oh i like beetles too yeah, beetles I, are cool. I know. I'm so kicking myself now when I can pick up a nice beetle for like 1500 bucks in high school. Oh, now yeah. a really nice beetle is like fifty grand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd be down with a beetle. Totally. 
Side note, we, Dan and I ran into a Beetle Turbo, a newer Beetle Turbo that was British Racing Green. I have never seen this with black wheels down in Renton. And it's the first time, and my mom owned one of those, the dark silver, and it was horrible to drive with the blind spots. But this was the best looking Beetle I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> Just randomly. Like, yeah. We both were like, is that, uh, am I looking that? at that right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And anyway. as we know, every car company has their own different version of British Racing Green. So, but it was the, neat. I, I like the new Beetle. The problem is they put the motor in the wrong place. Exactly. So everybody knows the motor is supposed to go in the back of the car. Yep. And they put it in the front for some reason. And then the drive axles are in the front too, which seems weird to me. And I'm all about it because I can just picture it right now. If you put the motor in the rear, you put the... the drive it backwards. <laughs> put the motor in the rear, the radiator in the center in the front, two intercoolers on the side... You basically have a little GT3 Beetle, and that would be one of the coolest cars yes. on the road. It would be so fun. I'd be down. It, like, and it, you would have one ultimate awesome little cross car for rally and everything else. But yeah. no, they turned it into I a I think Metropolitan car. needs a, a project car. There you go. Right there. Build it. That would be so ridiculously expensive and no return on investment, but it would be really fun. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm having them build it. <laughs> you know what that's called, though? The TTRS, which is an awesome car. Even yeah, though the motor's in the front. It's sweet. Like, that's the performance car you get. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So it's been done. Sort of. It's kind of a squish beetle. Yeah. Squish beetle. <laughs> it squish really beetle. is. It's like the proper squash beetle. God, that phrase pisses people off. Yeah. <laughs> well, only when we tell it to them when they're driving a Bugatti, but... <laughs> that's different. God, those things are small. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, thank take you, Take your time. Yeah, thanks for joining us. All right. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.